listening to The Worried Writer, helping you to overcome fear, self-doubt and procrastination to get the work done. I'm your host, Sarah Painter, and I'm a novelist and self-confessed worried writer. For show notes, resources and much more, please head to worriedwriter.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 28 of The Worried Writer. I'm recording this on Monday the 29th of May, on another lovely day here in Scotland. We've had some truly cracking weather recently, but sadly I haven't been able to take full advantage of it, as I have been on tight editing deadlines all month. I'm very excited today, however, as the end is truly in sight. I have to send the latest round to my editor tomorrow, and I believe we will then be on to the more polishing, copy-editing type edits, which means it really is nearly done. I mostly enjoy editing and rewriting, as it's a brilliant chance to make things better. I'm always really grateful that I'm a novelist, and not, say, a stand-up comedian. With writing, you can work away at something for ages before going public, or even letting anybody else see it at all and you get loads of chances to make it as good as possible. Of course, the flip side to that is that no book is ever really finished, or it never, ever really feels finished. If I didn't have deadlines, either external ones or ones I set myself, I would truly never let go and just keep on tinkering. Having said that, I'm really looking forward to letting this one go now. I've hit the I'm sick of it stage, and other shiny ideas are clamouring for my attention. I think one of the toughest parts of book writing, for me anyway, is forcing yourself to stay focused at the end of a project like this, to do the best you can, even when you really are a wee bit fed up of the words, and you feel as if you're just reading the same things over and over again, and making tiny wee changes. Next month, I'll still be in rewrite mode, as I've had the edit notes for a different book back from my agent. It's a bit of a departure genre-wise, and is a sort of supernatural thrillerish thing, but I'm really excited about getting back to it, and I'm glad that it's something so different. My plan is to rewrite it during June, and then to take a couple of weeks on holiday at the start of July. I'm also planning to record the audiobook of Stop Worrying, Start Writing. Lots of you have asked me to narrate the book myself. Thank you so much for your kind words and the votes of confidence. So I'm going to give it a go. No promises, though. If I start and it's a total disaster, I will book a professional. So, in last month's episode, I was absolutely exhausted and not able to answer listener questions or speak for very long. To make up for it, today's episode is just me. I'm going to answer a couple of questions, and next month we will be back to the interview format as usual. My next guest is historical crime novelist M.J. Lee, also known as Martin. We had a great chat about historical research, Martin's writing process, and views on writer's blog. I do hope you'll subscribe or tune in next month so that you don't miss it. Okay, this month's question comes from Janine. She asks two questions and they are both excellent, so I shall attempt to tackle them both. Janine wrote, I'm really struggling to find time to write. Specifically, I seem to cave whenever I have writing scheduled, but people want me to spend time with them or do them a favour. I have a deadline in August and I'm terrified that I'm not going to meet it. I do feel guilty spending time on writing, which is probably why I cave so quickly. Any advice, gratefully received. 
Following on from the previous question, I'm considering booking myself into a hut for three nights in order to get some work done. Is this something you've had to do yourself? And is it something you'd recommend? Or is it better to fit writing around life in 20 to 30 minute slots as I have been doing? Perhaps I'm worried that if I book it, I won't have the stamina to write and edit all day. Thank you so much for getting in touch, Janine, and for the great questions. I empathise so much with both of them. The first one speaks to something I definitely used to find really hard when my children were wee, and I actually wrote about it in my book, Stop Worrying, Start Writing. I felt immense guilt prioritising my writing over my children especially as I was yet to make any money from it, and the idea of getting published or becoming professional seemed like a distant dream. The thing is, though, writing is a creative pursuit, and as such it has intrinsic value. It doesn't matter if you aren't published yet, or whether you intend to do anything with your writing, or how much money you're making from it if you are published. What matters is that you are creating art that is important to you, and those who care for you will recognise the worth and importance of that. If you're a parent, and that's part of the reason why you struggle with the guilt, I would also say that you are being a role model for your children, and every time you choose your own writing and prioritise work that's important to you, you are demonstrating something really important, important life skills and important values. Guarding your writing time is a matter of training. And every time you break your plan to write and cave into other people's needs, you are training everyone around you to believe that you are not serious about your writing, and that it simply isn't that important. Worse still, you are training yourself to believe the same. I completely understand the guilt element, as I said, but taking care of other people isn't just about meeting their immediate needs. It's also about modelling the kind of behaviour that leads to self-fulfilment. Whether your dependents are children or just simply other people in your life, when you prioritise your own creative work, you're setting a wonderful example. Who knows what effects that might have on your loved ones? Even if they don't have creative ambitions of their own, you'll be modelling how to live as a person who values their own time and sense of well-being and self-worth. I hope that makes sense to you, as it's something I feel very strongly about. I also think that women, especially, are often brought up believing that their own needs come last, and I think it can be really difficult to overcome that sort of instilled idea, but I urge you to try. Okay, on to your second question regarding writing retreats. First off, I really want to say that I have ex- I have had exactly the same concerns as you, and I haven't actually done a residential retreat yet. It's definitely on my list of things to try at some point, but I have absolutely worried about the same thing. I've worried that if I book a massive block of time, spend a whole load of money and organisation getting me away from my home and my responsibilities, and then if I don't use that enough, then I'll feel terrible. I think that timing will be incredibly important. By that, I mean the timing where you are in the process of writing. So, for example, at the beginning of a first draft, or near the end perhaps, when it's all coming together, that might be really good. Um, Well, it would be good for me because that's when it tends to be flowing and I tend to be able to get a lot of words done anyway. 
or perhaps during major rewrites when I really need the headspace and long blocks of time in which to work, rather than the 20 minutes or 30 minutes you were referring to. If you've also got a hard deadline that you're very concerned about, it might be good to book a retreat in the run-up to that, so that you know you've got this defined time and with an added motivation. Bad times for me, for example, would be in the middle of a first draft when I'm flailing. In terms of the pressure and whether this is going to help you or hinder you, I think that's something you have to ask yourself. Consider under the conditions in which you work best. Consider your personality. Think about other examples of times like this or comparable situations, if you can think of any, and how you reacted to them. I mean, the expense and the organisation of the trip might be exactly the motivation you need. You mention a deadline too, and if your home life is very busy and full of distractions and disruptions, it might be truly helpful. Something I would say is that you could try the retreat concept without booking yourself into a hut for three nights. How about doing a small day-long retreat or even a morning-length one? Something that is far less costly in terms of time and money, far less scary, but something that allows you to try writing somewhere else, distraction-free. How about finding a library or a comfortable coffee shop somewhere away from your home and also away from your usual places of shopping and chores and try a day-long retreat? I would love it if you do try this tip, if you could get back in touch and let me know whether it worked. I hope that helps, Janine, and thank you again for getting in touch. If you have a question you'd like answered on the show, email me, sarah at worriedwriter.com, or find me on Twitter, at Sarah R. Painter, or at the Worried Writer Facebook page. All the links are in the show notes. Speaking of social media, I also just want to give a quick shout out to some lovely folk for their kind words about the podcast and my new non-fiction book, Stop Worrying, Start Writing, How to Overcome Fear, Self-Doubt and Procrastination. Author Annie Lyons, who has been on the show, gave me an absolutely lovely review and it has one of my favourite lines ever. She said, if Stephen King is your writing godfather, then Sarah Painter is the writer's best friend. Kind, honest and full of wisdom. Thank you so much, Annie. That is such a lovely review. Also on Twitter, Kate Harrison, who's at Kate Writes Books, said about the Worried Writer episode with Callie Taylor, two very favourite, very talented folk do listen. So that was great. Thank you, Kate. Susan Mann, who is at Susan K. Mann, commented on last month's interview with Tracy Buchanan. She said, listen to the worried writer on the way to work this morning. Love this one. Tracy Buchanan's road to publication is lovely. Thank you, Susan. And Nadia Othman said, got the book and now listening to the podcast. Feeling a bit more optimistic in writing now. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia, and thank you for listening. Thank you so much to everyone for their kind tweets and messages and to anyone who has bought, reviewed or spread the word about the Worried Writer book or the podcast. I really appreciate it. Just before I finish up today, I want to give a quick podcast recommendation. If you are interested in what makes stories work, then I highly recommend Lanny Diane Rich's Chipperish How Story Works podcast series. Lani is an alumni of the podcast, and I'll put a link to her episode in the show notes. She's also a best-selling and award-winning author of, well, over 10, I think, romantic comedies. 
She has also been teaching Storycraft for years and is absolutely brilliant at explaining the concepts. A big turning point for me came when I took her novel revision course back before I was published. I was working on the book which became The Language of Spells, and Lani gave me an encouraging critique of my opening chapter, which gave me a much-needed boost. But she also managed to explain the three-act structure in a way in which I could, finally, grasp it. I still use the technique she taught me in my revision process, and if she ever teaches that class again, I definitely recommend it. In the meantime, I have popped a link to the podcast in the show notes, so do check it out. That's it from me today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have a moment to leave a review or rating on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Or just spread the word by letting other people you think might like the podcast know about it. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. For show notes and links, head to worriedwriter.com. If you'd like to connect, find me on Twitter at Sarah R. Painter or use the hashtag WorriedWriter. See you next time.